Time to wake Time to up. up. <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government, while the people have borne the cost. You are tuned in to His Hardline. Welcome to the number one show many have yet to discover. Our priorities of discussion are quite simple. We put God first. We talk about good health and how to fortify our families, followed by how we restore the republic so we can have a strong nation once again. So patriots, so patriots assemble. assemble. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the host. They are the ones in charge. They are the ones in the captain's chair, and they're at the wheel. So they are steering the ship that we, you know, through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line for episode 522. And the title of today's show is We Must Protect Ourselves. We must protect ourselves. It is Monday, April 24th, 2023, and gosh darn it, I did it again. I did not say the date on the last show. Well, here here it is. It is Monday. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen, April 24th, 2023. I'm sure you guys already knew what day it was. You guys didn't have to come to this podcast just to hear the date, so I'm sure you guys already knew all of that this whole time. Before we get into the uh, show, a couple quick uh, housekeeping things. Let's do a little disclaimer here. Remember, as I always state periodically on the podcast, I'm not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. I'm not a financial advisor, a pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer. I do not give out legal advice. I am also not the official face or voice of the national, state, or county assemblies. Additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man, and the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other material. So there you go. So 
Hope everybody's having a good day so far. So there's a lot going on today. I tell you, I don't even know where to go. There's so much going on, but I'm going to try to keep it at a very minimum because again, you guys already are, you know, listen, you guys know what's going on already. Like, I don't have to sit here and tell you that, well, let me see, let me just go. I mean, cause I, I can't even keep track of it all. Let's just go to my telegram page real quick. Let's see here. Well, first off, um, I don't have to tell you that Susan Rice is gone. Okay. Someone that was very important in, you know, Biden, quote unquote, Biden's cabinet. Susan Rice is gone. BuzzFeed is pretty much closing up shop. Right. Vice News is possibly next. The CEO of MSNBC resigned. Don Lemon over there at CNN is gone. Bongino, Dan Bongino over there at Fox, he's gone. Tucker Carlson over there at Fox is gone. I mean, this is kind of a bit of a spicy start to the week already, and it's only Monday. And I guess apparently, what is it? I'm kind of seeing right here on the wall, uh, you know, some of these uh, telegram channels that Justin Wells, which is Tucker Carlson's executive producer, Justin Wells also left Fox. Um, Yeah. And if I think memory serves us correctly, I think Tucker said that he did not have access to the J6, the January, you know, the January 6 tapes, but his executive producer did. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, be kind of very interesting to see where Tucker Collison will go. Uh, as far as Bongino goes, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say anything against the guy. I, I'm, I've never been a huge fan of him. I've watched him. He's okay. But um, I'd be very curious to see where Tucker goes. Uh, you know, for him being on mainstream, he was pretty much the only one that really put out any solid truth out there, really. I mean, he's the only one that would, you know, talk about the bio labs in Ukraine. Or, you know, pedophilia and all this other nonsense. Like, he's the only one that would talk about this stuff. But again, you know, still was controlled opposite, you know, and I shouldn't say controlled opposition, but still controlled because he's under, you know, what, Rupert Murdoch's control? Because Rupert Murdoch is the one that owns Fox. Listen to what Glenn Beck had to say after he realized, you know, that Tucker Carlson was gone. Breaking news. Uh, Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Just broke. Uh, his, and it's the way it's phrased is his last program was Friday, April 21st. Wow. So no goodbye show. No, hey, this is why this is happening. Just bye bye. <laughs> Holy crap. Why do you suppose that is? I mean, the thing that jumps to my mind is just $798 million or whatever it was on this uh, situation with He was the best of them. He called out Sidney Powell famously and said, you have brought me no evidence. We keep asking you for evidence and you will not bring it. I'm telling you, the left has their fangs Mm. in Fox News. They are Mm. just going to bleed it dry the speculation was that this penalty would 
Uh, we talked about it. Uh, we talked about Jim Garrity's column just the other day, where he said one of the risk factors, or what, what do we learn from this? And one of the see, what's interesting to me is Glenn says that the left has their fangs in them. I think otherwise. Now, again, I don't have any, you know, I don't really have any solid information on any of this. I can just go based off of speculation. So going forward right now regarding all these topics are going to be the opinions and thoughts of Jason Jones. This is not fact. This is not anything that has any legs to it or any validation. Just I'm putting that out there right now. So to anybody that's an ankle biter out there who's listening in here for intel purposes to see what Jason Jones knows, I'm telling you right now, I don't really know a whole lot. Um, again, I'm just a I'm a truck driver who passes gas for a living, just saying. Um, but again, so anything that I'm about to say going forward here regarding this subject matter is my thoughts and opinion. So just FYI. Um, Glenn says he thinks that the, you know, the left's getting their fangs in it. See these big personalities like Glenn Beck and all these other guys, they're still hung up on this two party thing, left, right, conservative, liberal, blah, 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 right. Democrat, Republican. Again, they're all part of the same party. What party is that Jason? It's the party of big bankers and bar lawyers. All right. Which are controlled by the elite like Roth Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and, you know, the Vanderbilts and whoever else out there. See, again, people, uh, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, pretend I know what's going on. But you got to realize that people like Tucker Carlson, who was pretty much the only one on mainstream media that was actually pushing out truth to these normies out here. Now, granted, he wasn't pushing out truth to people like you and I because we were already about two, three, four years ahead of the game. So it'd be very curious. I'd be very curious to see where he goes, him and his executive producer. Will he stay mainstream and go to, you know, go to the blaze? Because, I mean, look, like him or hate him, Glenn Beck is still mainstream. I mean, he's on every syndicated radio network across the country. I mean, He's mainstream. He's not alternative media. I hate to break it to you. He's not alternative media. I could just tell you right now, he's not. All right. Um, so, yeah, I'd be very curious to see where exactly he goes. Now, um, I'm just kind of scrolling. There's a lot going on. I guess people are just completely shocked, though, as far as Don Lemon, Don Lemon. You know, he's apparently stunned by his termination from CNN. Let's give this 51 second piece a quick listen to. What took so long? Uh, <laughs> CNN is parting ways with star anchor Don Lemon. The network made the announcement just a moment ago, actually. And it says, quote, CNN and Don have parted ways. Don will forever be a part of the CNN family, I guess, but he can't work there. And we thank him for his contributions over the past 17 years. We wish him well and will be cheering him on in his future endeavors. Don Lemon also speaking out, writing a statement. Here's part of that. I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. I am stunned. So clearly they see this differently. After 17 years at CNN, After I would 17. have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to work. <clears throat> I have loved at the network. Kaylee Mack. Uh, after 17 years. After 17 years, <laughs> boy, wouldn't that be funny? Patriot Beagle is like, maybe Fox News will hire him and, and <laughs> yeah, he'll probably replace Tucker Carlson. 
I think that's interesting. But yeah, after 17 years, you know what I think, guys? Okay, again, here's my conspiracy. Here's my, here's Jason Jones's thoughts and opinions here. Okay, again, has no legs. There's no validation behind it. This is just simply Jason Jones' mind land going crazy. I'm telling you, I'm pretty certain that the, you know, the military in some form or fashion has started to seize operations of some of these big corporations, including, you know, with a lot of the media. You can't sit here and tell me that all this stuff just was coincidental. You can't sit here and tell me that all of this stuff just was happenstance. I mean, come on. Come on. There's so much going on. Susan Rice is gone. Because you got to remember, if you're in media, don't, make no mistake. Look, Tucker Carlson, God love him. And he put out a lot of truth. But you got to remember, they're star, those, they're, they are still part of the mockingbird media. Again, ran and operated by the CIA. Okay, all these people are in bed with each other. You don't get to this kind of stardom and get in the spotlight like they have been all these years if they didn't do any nefarious things in the background, like child sacrificing or any type of weird sexual acts, you know, public humiliation. You know how these people roll? I mean, you sell your soul to the devil. This is exactly what they do. This is exactly what they, you know, what they're going to do. Okay. Um, Sorry, got a little distracted here. My wife is just sending me a text. I this is I I have no <laughs> it's kind of interesting. I don't know if this is true or not. My wife just sent me this photo. It says Fox announces replacement show Johnson Tucker tonight. I don't know. This lady looks like a really creepy version of like Flo from the progressive insurance commercial. She's got a very fake, weird uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. And now she's in a chat saying not true. Well, then why would you send this to me while I'm on the air? It's the face of Bud Light. Well, I don't know. See, you can't do this. Okay. Now you're banned from texting me while I'm on the air. You were just spreading fake news while I'm on the air. That is not nice. I should block you. <laughs> I should block you. All right. I thought that face looked pretty creepy, though. I'm not going to lie. I thought that face looked pretty creepy because I saw this. I'm like, this can't be real. I'm like, this can't be real. This is weird. Um, anyway, um, let's see. What else do I want to go over? Like I said, there's so much stuff going on. Um, and I'm probably going to sound like, just full disclosure, I'm going to probably sound like I'm going all over the map right now because there's so much going on. Let me go back to Telegram real quick. You look at something here. Now, I do want to bring this up. We're going to pivot from all the from all the distractions and all the other crap in the media today. Um, well, actually, hold on. Before we pivot away from that, uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm just like quickly going through my post here. Yeah, and because of all these people leaving, like Fox, for example. Um, I guess right after the news came out that Tucker Carlson was leaving Fox News, the company's stock took a huge nosedive. Um, so that's you know pretty interesting. Um, <clears throat> here's something else. Now, this is from a Telegram page called Plastic Girl Reporting, and she's actually quite good with her her research. Now, she has something on here that says, now, if I told you 40 of our elected representatives held Chinese citizenship, would you be worried? Maybe you should be. Oh, and notice the party. 
So as we kind of look at some of these names here, those 40 would be, oh, I don't know, Richard Blumenthal, Barbara Boxer, Benjamin Cardin, Diane Feinstein, Al Franken, Herb Cole, Frank uh, Lattenberg, Joseph Lieberman, Carl Levin, Bernard Sanders, a.k.a. Bernie Sanders. That doesn't surprise me, though. Uh, Chuck Schumer, Ron Wyden, Michael Bennett. Again, all Democrats, by the way. Uh, Gary Ackerman, Shelley Berkeley, Democrat Nevada, Howard Berman, Eric Cantor, David Cicilline, uh, Stephen Cohen, Susan Davis, Ted Deutsch, Elliot Engel, Bob Filner, Barney Frank, Gabriel Gilfords, Jane Harmon, Steve Israel, Sander Levin, Nita Lowry, La- Lowry, Jared now uh, Jerry Nadler. <laughs> That guy's a clown. Jared Paulus, Steve Rothman, Jan Schakowsky, Allison Schwartz, Adam Schiff, Brad Sherman, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Henry Waxman, Anthony Weiner, and John Yarmuth. Again, all Democrats except, uh, let me see here, one Republican of figures, Eric Cantor. By and large, all these people, Democrats. Go figure. Go figure. Yeah. Dual citizenship, huh? Of China, nonetheless. Or at least they held Chinese citizenship, I should say. They held Chinese citizenship. All right. So now what we're going to do is we're going to pivot from all this uh, news of the day, right? And distractive noise of the day that they call news. Um, I do want to go back to Wisconsin, for example, for for instance, with the uh, Wisconsin General General Assembly. So today in the USA Today classifieds, um, their their, uh, public notice, their public notice was was posted today. And this is what it says. Um, There's somebody on Telegram by the name with the screen name Ann Who. I believe that might be Wisconsin Annie. I'm not sure. By the way, I did email uh, Wisconsin Annie um, and told her that her and Brock are, they have an open invite to come onto the His Hardline show to discuss, you know, their experience and everything that's been going on and how, you know, just kind of how they got involved with the assembly, what their journey has been like. Um, just general, just kind of like a roundtable dialogue. And then actually now I do have this nailed down next week, Monday. So a week from today, I'm going to have Josh Lehman from the Oscar, uh, from the Oscar. I'm like reading Oscar's name on the chat as I'm like saying this from the Missouri, which Oscar is also part of, but from the Missouri General General Assembly at Josh Lehman with the Missouri General General Assembly. He's going to be coming on a week from today, next week, Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So he's going to come on. And, you know, again, same thing. I just kind of want to ask him because, look, a lot of you guys have heard this information a ton of times. You've heard the stuff from Destry. You've heard me talk about it. You heard Josh Lehman talk about it. If you're attending uh, Lisa Muzi's calls uh, from Georgia, which is a three-week phone call, um, again, educating people that are new to the assembly on the history and what happened since 1213, um, going to the Magna Carta and just, you know, all that history leading up to the fundamental orders of 1638 and then Abraham Lincoln being president, so on and so forth, leading up to, you know, General Douglas MacArthur, 
and all of that leading up to what's going on today. Like, and it's not going to be the last time we're ever going to talk about it, but I think it's important to have these people on from different assemblies to discuss why did you get involved? How did you hear about the assembly? Who approached you? What was it that got you fired up to become involved in this thing that we call the Republic? See, these are good questions to ask and to hear other people because I hear from so many people, well, Jason, I've talked to so many people and out of like 110 people, I might get one person interested, one man or woman interested. That's fine. Like I've always said, and like Destry said, find the one that will find the many. But I think if we have conversations with people that are, you know, in charge of, you know, doing education in their own respective states and things like that, and kind of get the why and the how um, out of their story about what got them going and, you know, what made them tick and what made them, you know, spring into action. Maybe that might prompt you, uh, some, uh, you know, ideas on how to approach other people to join your assembly in your respective state. So a week from today, we will have Josh Lehman on. I would like to eventually also have Bill, who is also part of the uh, Missouri general general assembly. I'm going to start, try to have more guests on here. People that I know, people that I trust, people that I've had dialogues with, you know, so people that I know that are infiltrators, um, I'm going to have them on a show. I'd like to have Oscar back on and Lisa out of Georgia back on. Um, at some point, I'd like to have Rietta uh, and Angie out in California on because they both garden together. And I thought it'd be kind of nice to discuss the whole electroculture because they are implementing it in their very own gardens. And so I'd like to talk more in the great, you know, greater detail about that because, again, the topics of discussion that we discuss over here is everything God, health and wellness, family, and country. All right. And help, part of health and wellness is, you know, well, gardening, right? So back to Wisconsin, again, my home state, their USA Today Classifieds was posted. And so uh, Ann Who over in Telegram posted this on my channel. And this is what was posted on the USA Today. It says, the jure grand jury findings of facts. This de jure grand jury finding of facts that the grievances brought before this grand jury on this day, April 16th, 2023, in a presentment of declaration by people assembled in Wisconsin state, find these grievances true and correct. Therefore, the grand jury finds that the people in Wisconsin shall reassemble to reassemble a de jure constitutional republic. This entire document may be viewed by internet at HTTPS and, you know, course it has the forum page now it says notice to agents is notice to principles now this is all in capital letters okay notice to agents is notice to principles next line notice to principles is notice to agents again all capital letters because you you have to address the corporation all right so dead corporations dead entity and it says the content of this notice is not the opinion or claims of this newspaper publication, its employees or management. Now, this is what it says. The de jure grand jury. Let's see. Did I already read this? No. So, uh, da, 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 da. so the de jure grand jury finding of facts that the grievances brought before this grand jury on April 16th, 2023, on this day, April 16th, 2023, in a presentment of declaration by people assembled in Wisconsin State. Yeah, find these grievances true and correct. Therefore, the grand jury finds that the people in Wisconsin shall assemble to reassemble. I already read all this. So again, very, very cool. Congratulations to Wisconsin, because again, that makes them number 17, 17 states now to assemble. Okay, and there's many, many more that are right on the cusp 
of getting situated, assembled, and getting their public notice out. Can't talk about it right now because, again, you don't want people trying to reach out, okay, to try to destroy that progress because there are some individuals across different states that like to get their grubby little hands and try to get involved and try to, you know, join Telegram, you know, channels and so on and so forth. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, assemblies talk, okay? And we know who the troublemakers are, and we're going to stay away, clear away from these people, okay? And again, if you're an ankle biter in here and you are trying to be a spy, I want to tell you right now, we know who you are. Just saying. Okay? So you can keep on coming back. That is totally fine. But I'm going to tell you right now, we know who you are. And when all this shakes out, and this goes for de facto CIA, FBI and anybody else out there. Okay. And this kind of falls in line with, we must protect ourselves. The whole title of this show, we know exactly who you are, what you've done, and you will be held accountable. Make no mistake. Because when the facts and findings and evidence comes out that you tried to overthrow the lawful government of the people, I'm sorry, but that's uh, it's grounds for treason. So, I would be very, very highly cautious in your dealings with specific individuals and what you're doing. Because I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to bode well for you. I'm just saying. And again, remember my disclaimer. I am not the official voice or face of the assemblies, but I'm telling you from Jason Jones's standpoint, we know who you are. I'm just telling you. Wisconsin, congratulations. Kudos to you guys. You're amazing. I'm glad to see my home state nailed this down. Um, let's see. Speaking of the assemblies, now this is very interesting too. Now, I am happy to report on this because this was one that really kind of disappointed me because I really enjoyed listening to the guy. Now, again, like him or hate him, everybody's entitled to their opinions. Now, and I've come after hard, you know, come after him hard um, on specific things. And I've called him out on a few things. And he might just kind of, you know, push me aside like I'm some, you know, yippee chihuahua. That's fine. But I will say this. This is amazing that he's now finally saying this on his show. Now, he may not come to the grips. He may not come to grips of jumping on the bandwagon of understanding how the National Assembly, you know, assembling your state is the only way and the only solution to restoring this republic. All right. Because, again, unfortunately, there's a thing called ego and pride. And there's a lot of podcasters out there that have that and they don't know how to. um how should I say it? They don't know how to throw away their ego and push aside their pride, right? Because they think they know it all. Now, this particular podcaster, I'm going to keep, I'm going to make it remain nameless, but when you hear his voice, you'll know who it is. Now, I am very happy. This goes to show you that prayers really do get answered. And, and, and if we pray enough for, for those who might be a little ignorant, and when I say ignorant, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be demeaning or, or poke fun at anybody. I mean, it's, it's a legit word, meaning, you know, you, you're, you don't know 
what the facts are, right? You're ignoring the facts for what they are with evidence, you know, backing those facts. Now, this is about two minutes long. Somebody who listens to this show sent this to me and I ended up listening and, you know, listening to it myself. And I was like, you know what? I am so happy to hear him say this. And I'll be honest with you. I am subscribing back to his podcast and listening to it, you know, off and on here. Um, and I have been because I do believe this individual that I'm about to play. I really believe he loves Jesus Christ. I really, truly believe he's got true love in his heart for this country. Yes, I've come after him hard about a few things, and rightfully so, because there were some things he was wrong in. Just like I would have, you know, expect somebody to probably come after me if I was wrong in something. But I'm happy to play this because this is so outstanding, considering the large reach in his audience that he has. Let's give this a quick listen. Two minutes. And as difficult as this fight may seem, and there is going to be losses, there's going to be pain on this walk. We were told that would happen. Christ is told us that we will be persecuted. Well, we got it. But it's the spirit of martyrdom that we have to revive to understand that there's nothing in this world that's as worthy for us as heaven, because heaven is offering us eternal life. This world is our trial, our refinement. We have to stand boldly in these hours, and we have to do the harder walk, the greater thing. It centers on a loving and forgiving heart and leaning into Father for justice. Not just judgment, but justice. And that will come as we do this. And the more that we stand boldly together in unity in the body of Christ, the greater we become in this world. Our country literally is a model, an example. It was the shining city on the hill for others to see and revere because it was set with a king. It wasn't a worldly king. It was our father. It was set above us. Our creator gave us all of our rights and only our creator can take them away. But we're fighting even that because people have fallen to this place of things like, I need to become a state national to get my rights back, which is a lie. We just need to believe in the constitution, which is blessed. All right. Did you hear what he said? See, some shows back about a month, you know, two months back, he was touting, you know, Ann Vandersteel's nonsense and saying how he was going to go to her event there out there in Oregon and was touting state national, you know, mantra, right? He had, uh, was it Dr. Lee Merritt, who again was also touting the whole state national stuff and Vandersteel touting the state national stuff. It was up until not too long ago. He had, I forgot what's her name now, but she's an attorney, a member of the bar. I played some of that clip uh, just a few weeks ago. I forgot her name now, but she was an attorney that he had on and he flat out asked her about the, um, about the state nationals. And she flat out said the state national thing. That's, that's, that's unlawful. That, it, that is illegal and unlawful. That does not work. And I was like, oh, thank God. Somebody that he trusts, because he's not going to listen to people like me. He's going to look at me and be like, get the hell out of here. You, you, what do you know? Okay, what do you know? All right, I know what I know, right? So I'm just so happy to see that there's people in his circles, because, I mean, look, there's, if we can't do it, trust me, God can. 
And it's good that he's starting to come out and say, look, he may never come to the, you know, the, to the national assembly. He may never be a part of his outstandingly, you know, outstanding growing state assembly. That's already situated. I mean, Oregon is also another state that's doing phenomenal. I would love to get him connected with his state assembly. Now that's up to him. But what I am happy to announce and, 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 and to, and to say is that he will no longer misguide the 75 plus thousand subscribers that he has over here on Podbean. So even if he never becomes an assembly member in the lawful assembly, that's fine. But at least he has come to realize that the state national is not the answer. So hallelujah for that. That is a big win because for a man like him, and look, he's a good storyteller. And, and again, uh, he may never listen to this, but Scott, if you listen to this, dude, we, you know, I do admire you. you. You tell good stories and I've always enjoyed your podcast. But, you know, when you started talking about state national stuff, I had to back away. I said, there's no way, there's no way I can support this, but I'm glad that you figured this out. And, you know, again, you know, very happy to hear that you you know, figure this out. There is a state assembly that is strong in your state, by the way, in Oregon. If you're curious, um, you, again, you can email the show, hishardline at gmail.com. But anyway, aside from all that, so that's really good news. So now he will not be discussing the state national fraud to his 75 plus thousand subscriber reach. And make no mistake, just because he has 75,000 subscribers doesn't mean that's all the listeners he's ha- he has. Okay, I have almost, what was it, like uh, six, I can't even remember now, like 600, I can't even remember, but five or 600 subscribers, but, you know, almost 5,000 listeners. So again, you just take that, multiply it by like four or five, you know, so you get random listeners that will join in and listen to the show, even though they're not subscribed, right? So there's that as well. So you know, he could have well over 200,000 plus listeners. All right. So it's just good that um, he's kind of off that bandwagon. All right. So there is that. Now, what I wanted to get to the topic about how we must protect ourselves, this is part of the reason why we need to assemble our states. And if you want to know more about the Assembly of States, you can go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. Okay, you can go in the forums and um, click on your state, go scroll down to the bottom to your state. Um, figure out who's local and what's going on. You can also email the show, hishardline at gmail.com. I will get you in contact with Destry to reach and you know, get you in contact with somebody in your state so you can start learning um, what the National Assembly is. There's also a three-week call. This week, Wednesday, is uh, week two of the call that Georgia does. It's kind of like an introductory phone call, three-week phone call, an hour a night each week. Um, so a total of three hours and the first week is obviously kind of an, an introduction, right? An overview. And then week two, which is this week, it'll get into a little bit more of the nuts and bolts of what the assembly is kind of a little bit more about the history and same thing with week three next week on Wednesday at 7 PM Eastern time. If you're interested in that, again, email the show, his hardline at gmail.com. And I will forward you to, um, the people in Georgia to see if they can get you added. Okay. Cause predominantly that show that, that call is for people in Georgia, but other States can, um, attend it. 
Okay. Now, um, trying to think of where I want to go at next with all this. Oh, so back to how we must protect ourselves. Now I want to read something which is out of the law of nations. Okay. The law of nations, which I grabbed this from Kirkslawcorner.com, by the way, which what's today, today's Monday. I don't know if he's got Monday night law today, but if he does, don't forget to check him out over there on rumble and telegram. He does the live. Um, I forgot what time I think he does it at 9 PM. Eastern time. So I want to read a little bit here out of the law of nations, because this is very interesting. Okay. Now this is chapter, what is this? 10, 15, 16, chapter 16. All right. Page 207 in the law of nations. And it's titled of the protection sought by a nation and its voluntary submission to a foreign power. And it reads, when a nation is not capable of preserving herself from insult and oppression, she may procure the protection of a more powerful state. If she abstains this by only engaging to perform certain articles as to pay a tribute in return for the safety obtained to furnish her protector with troops and to embark in all his wars as a joint concern, but still reserving to herself the right of administering her own government at at pleasure. It is a simple treaty of protection that does not at all derogate from her sovereignty and differs not from the ordinary treaties of alliance otherwise than as it creates a difference in the dignity of contracting parties. But this matter is sometimes carried still farther. And although a Nation is under an obligation to preserve with the utmost care the liberty and independence it inherits from nature, yet when it has not sufficient when it has not sufficient strength of itself and feels itself unable to resist its enemies, it may lawfully subject itself to more powerful nation on certain conditions agreed to by both parties. And that compact or treaty of submission, will thenceforward be the measure and rule of the rights of each. Now, for since the people who enter in sub, uh, into subject, uh, subjection resign a right which naturally belongs to them, remember, because again, natural law, it's a right that is God-given, right? So, for since, you know, like I said, the people who enter into a subjection resign a right which naturally belongs to them and transfers it to the other nation, like DC, for example, they are perfectly at liberty to annex what conditions they please to this transfer. And the other party, by accepting their submission on this footing, engages to observe religiously all the clauses of the treaty. So this submission may be varied to infinity. According to the will of the contracting parties, it may either leave the inferior nation a part of the sovereignty, restraining it only in certain respects, or it may totally abolish it, so that the superior nation shall become the sovereign of the other. Or finally, the lesser nation may be incorporated with the greater, in order thenceforward to form without it but one and the same state, and then the citizen of the former will have the same privileges as those with whom they are united. Now, the Roman history furnishes examples of each of these three kinds of submission. 
Uh, the first one is the allies of the Roman people, such as the inhabitants of Latium, uh, Latium, were for a long time who, in several respects, depended on Rome, but in all others were governed according to their own laws and by their own magistrates. Now, the, the countries reduced to Roman provinces as Capua, whose inhabitants submitted absolutely to the Romans. And three, the nations to which Rome granted the freedom of the city. In after times, the emperors granted that privilege to all the nations subject to the empire and thus transformed all their subjects into citizens. Now, in the case of a real subjection to a foreign power, the citizens who do not approve this change are not obliged to submit to it. They ought to be allowed to sell their effects and retire elsewhere for my having entered into a society does not oblige me to follow its fate when it dissolve when it dissolves itself in order to submit to a foreign dominion i submitted to the society as it then was to live in that society as the member of a sovereign state and not in another. I am bound to obey it while it remains a political society, but when it divests itself of that quality in order to receive its laws from another state, it breaks the bond of union between its members and then releases them from their obligations. Now, when a nation has placed itself under the protection, okay, when, the, when a nation has placed itself under the protection of another that is more powerful or has even entered into subjection to it with a view to receiving its protection, if the latter does not effectually protect the other in case of need, it is manifest that by failing in its engagements, it loses all the rights it had acquired by the convention and that the other being disengaged from the obligation it had contracted re-enters into the possession of all its rights and recovers its independence or its liberty. It is to be observed that this takes place even in cases where the protector does not fail in his engagements through a want of good faith, but merely through inability. For the weaker nation, having submitted only for the sake of obtaining protection, if the other proves unable to fulfill that essential condition, the compact is dissolved. The weaker resumes its right and may, if it thinks proper, have recourse to a more effectual protection. Thus, the Dukes of Austria, who had acquired a right of protection and in some sort a sovereignty over the city of Lucerne, being unwilling or unable to protect it effectually, that city concluded an alliance with the three first cantons. And the Dukes, having carried their complaint to the Emperor, the inhabitants of Lucerne replied, and I quote, that they had used the natural right common to all men, by which everyone is permitted to endeavor to procure his own safety. Let me repeat that. That they had used the natural common or the natural right common to all men, 
by which everyone is permitted to endeavor to procure his own safety when he is abandoned by those who are obliged to grant him assistance, end quote. Let me pause here for a second. See, this is like our de facto corporate government. See, they were required to provide 19 essential services once this you know, country was incorporated per the, you know, the Act of 1871, right? The Reconstruction Act. Turn this nation into a corporation. And... Sorry, I got distracted there. I was reading some stuff in the chat there. Um, And so they were supposed to provide the 19 essential services to the people here in America because, again, they incorporated. So like any corporation, they have a service, right? You have a product or a service. In this case, it's a service in which they are supposed to provide to the American people until the people return back into the seats that was left vacant in 1861. But as we proceeded into the early 1900s and 1913 and, you know, just all these stupid things started passing, which basically started making the people enemies of the state, right? Enemies to the government. I mean, it's pretty much safe to assume and say right here that our government did not have our own safety at heart. They, you know, pretty much... From the very get-go, I mean, it's safe to say that they abandoned the people, basically. Because, again, they don't care. They're about making money. And so it is up to us to procure our own safety. Because our government certainly is not doing it for us. And, and nor should they. Because, again, we the people, we, we should be over the government. We are over the government. Now, continuing the read here, it says the law is the same with respect to both the contracting parties. If the party protected do not fulfill their engagements with fidelity, the protector is discharged from his, and he may afterward refuse his protection and declare the treaty broken in case the situation of his affairs renders such a step advisable. Hmm. So in virtue of the same principle, which uh, discharges one of the contracting parties when the other fails in his engagements, if the one, if the, if the more powerful nation should assume a greater authority over the weaker one, then the treaty of protection or submission allows the latter may consider the treaty is broken and provide for its safety according to its own discretion. Now, if it were otherwise, the inferior nation would lose by a convention, which it had only formed with a view to its safety. And if it were still bound by its engagements, when its protector abuses them and openly violates his own, the treaty would to the weaker party prove a downright deception. Huh? Does any of this kind of sound a little familiar to you guys? Hmm. It's very interesting. Now, however, as some people maintain that in this case, the inferior nation has only the right of resistance and of imploring foreign aid. 
and particularly as the weak cannot take too many precautions against the powerful who are skillful in coloring over their enterprises, the safest way is to insert in this kind of treaty a clause declaring it null and void whenever the superior power shall arrogate to itself any rights not expressly granted by the treaty. But if the nation that is protected or that has placed itself in subjection on certain conditions does not resist the encroachments of the power from which it has sought support, if it makes no opposition to them, if it preserves a profound silence, when it might and ought to speak, its patient acquiescence becomes in length of time a, ta a tacit consent that legitimates, legitimates the rights of the usurper. Let's read that again. Its patient acquiescence becomes in length of time a tacit consent that legitimates the rights of the usurper. There would be no stability in the affairs of men, and especially in those of nations, if long possession accompanied by the silence of the person concerned did not produce a degree of right. But it must be observed that silence, in order to show tacit consent, ought to be voluntary. Now, if the inferior nation proves that violence and fear prevented its giving testimonies of its opposition, nothing can be concluded from its uh, nothing can be concluded from its silence, which therefore gives no right to the usurper. And again, that was chapter sixteen in the Law of Nations. I just felt that that was pretty relevant to kind of go over and read. Again, it's of the protection sought by a nation and its voluntary submission to a foreign power. And that's kind of my, more or less kind of what happened to us. Our silence basically allowed this corporation and the British Royal Crown in the Vatican in D.C., the three large city-states, our silence basically was acquiescence and gave these, these, these corporate entities permission to pretty much steamroll us. Well, guess what? We're not silent anymore, are we? As a matter of fact, when public notices go out and we have to wait for a rebuttal period, when they say nothing and they don't rebut, again, silence is acquiescence to us. This is why we do public notice in publications like newspapers. Like Oscar was saying right here, their silence is acquiescence also on the same flip of the coin. That's absolutely right. Silence truly is golden, as Rieto states here. See, it works both ways, ladies and gentlemen. You just have to understand how this works. This is why when we are a self-governed people, it is so relevant and so important why you need to self-educate yourself. Let me play something here. It's a, it's a clip from a movie I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, National Treasurer. This is the scene while they're in the uh, Smithsonian there, I believe, or wherever the Constitution is in its display case. Just listen to what Nicolas Cage says here. 
180 years of searching and I'm three feet away. Of all the words written here about freedom, there's a line that's at the heart of all the others. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. People don't talk that way anymore. Beautiful. Huh. No idea what you said. It means if there's something wrong, those who have the ability to take action have the responsibility to take action. I'm gonna steal it. <laughs> That's right. Those that have the ability to take action must take that action to provide new guards because they have usurped their powers. Okay. They have turned us enemies against them. In fact, they turn themselves into enemies against us as a matter of fact, but like Destry was saying right here, also in the chat, the corporate, the corporation operates on silence is acquiescence. Again, it works both ways. And like he also puts right here in the chat as well, Destry says, as the Declaration of Independent States, it is a right. It is a duty. It is a right. It is a duty, ladies and gentlemen. I absolutely love that movie. It's a great movie, you know, great great movie <clears throat> but this is what we have to do this is what we need to do to protect ourselves we need to assemble our states wisconsin just did it before wisconsin was illinois and there's counties in illinois that are starting to settle before illinois it was oregon they're doing exceptional out there When you put out public notice, you wait for a rebuttal period to pass. There's no rebuttal, or when there's no rebuttal, again, because again, silence is acquiescence because they can't rebut that. We have the common law on our side. Okay, we are the de jure government. We, the people, are rising up. The people, the Alaska General General Assembly, got their heads put together and they actually got the conical phillips pipeline flowing with oil again not because of dunleavy not because of fake joe biden who's about ready to probably be impeached and thrown in jail in the public purview okay per the news media because again we all know he's not president we all know he's the real joe biden ain't even alive but i'm talking about for all the normies out there okay biden didn't do that it was the Alaska General General Assembly that did all that through their orders and decrees to the services contract administrator up there in Alaska, known as Dunleavy. Not Governor Dunleavy, services contract administrator or contract services administrator. I can't, I always get the two first two words flip flop. If I got it wrong, Destry will put it, he'll, he'll correct me here in the chat. But he was just saying right here, two more states and we will be halfway there. And I think we're, Damn near about halfway there. All, all we're waiting on is now for probably a public notice or two. 
But yeah, they are trying to deny that the Alaska General General Assembly, the you know, the credit by claiming it was a contract. Okay, again, and, and like Destry says, if it was a contract, okay, uh, I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm going to say a bad word. That's bull. Okay, because so was the Keystone Pipeline. Why isn't that freaking pipeline opened up? Huh? If it was a contract then why isn't the Keystone Pipeline open? That's what you were saying right here. If it was, yeah, again, like I was saying, if it was a contract, then the Keystone should have been done at the same time. Exactly. So again, it's all bull. He didn't have to do anything per contract. Again, that, and I read this order by the Alaska General General Assembly last year in March or April. I think it was March. I read this over a year ago, and now it's taking effect. Sorry, Biden didn't do. No, he didn't. That's called the power of the people, ladies and gentlemen. But again, we cannot fully get our power until, you know, we can't yield the full potential of our power, I should say, until we get three quarters of our 50 states. That's 38 states. Okay. Two more is 19. That will put us halfway there. I truly believe we can get 38 by the end of the year or sooner. All right. This is very important, ladies and gentlemen. This is how we protect ourselves. We unite and we assemble. We unite and we assemble. Well, what, Jason, you, you keep saying unite. Yeah, we unite under God, you know, our Heavenly Father, the divine, the creator of everything good. Okay, we have to have Christ in our heart when we do this. We can't. We can't come in here and have our own little agendas and try to, you know, how do I say it? If people come into the assembly for the wrong reasons and wrong intentions, don't, don't join. Okay. We don't need people to try to climb the ladder of status or try to implement their little ideas. Okay. Cause your little ideas, I hate to break it to you. All right. Your cup is full. Meaning. If you're not willing to empty your cup of what you think and, you know, that you think you know to be true, you're not going to learn the true lawful process of what we need to do to restore this republic. You might as well just get the hell out of here. Now, last thing before we end this in prayer. And like Dusty was saying right here, too, trying to show everyone else it can be done and how. I'm also going to try, so like I said, I got Josh Lehman. He's going to be coming on the show a week from today, next week, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, which means I'll probably do the Bible reading a half hour early that day, so at 6.30. Um, this week wouldn't work just because tomorrow he's he's caught up doing something. Wednesday, I'm going to be on the uh, Georgia education call. Thursday, we have the Michigan State call, uh, the Mich- you know the uh, Michigan Assembly call, and then um, a national, obviously. Um, Friday is going to be no podcast Friday. Cause that's my only day off. 
And then Saturday, I'm sure I'm not going to try to hang anybody up on a Saturday and a Sunday. So I figure, all right, Monday. So he's going to be on a Monday. But I want to start having, you know, good, solid people that I know and trust and I have, you know, that I have had dialogues with on the show. I want to start inviting good, solid, God-loving men and women on this show that are assembly members. Because, again, this is, this is going to be the platform for the people in assembly. And I'd like to get a hold of Darren. I got his phone number. I just got to send him a text and give him a call over there with Patriots with Grit. I've been wanting to give him a call and maybe have a show about how we need to raise up more voices. Okay, I, I, you guys don't need to hear yet a third or fourth individual, a third or fourth man or woman, right, over there in Patriots with Grit hearing the same stuff. I mean, yeah, I could talk about the same stuff that Brock talks about, that Destry talks about, that Wisconsin Annie talks about, right? Um, or Doug Malo, right? But what I want to portray and get the message across to people is if you have the ability, again, just like we heard on that, on that clip from National Treasure, you know, if you have the ability to do something, you need to do something, okay? It is your duty. Not only be part of the assembly, but if you have a voice and you know how to use that voice, start a podcast, start a video stream. I think Angie out in California, her and somebody else are securing a studio. They're about ready to get something going. Oscar was doing something here on Podbean. Okay, it doesn't matter what kind of equipment you have or what you're working with. Just start somewhere. You got Patriots with Grit. You got Lena with Power, Passion, Freedom talking about it. Now, granted, she does other stuff too, but she talks about the assemblies. You got Kirk with Kirk's Law Corner talking about a lot of the common law stuff. But again, he's part of his Idaho general general assembly angie was just asking so what's missing which void shall we fill i don't know if there really is a void to fill we just need to be you you know how the mainstream mockingbird media is a big echo chamber and just pushes out propaganda and lies we need to basically do the same thing except push out the truth about god's word about family, about the assembly, <clears throat> about maybe reading of some of the important documents like the Magna Carta or <clears throat> the Fundamental Orders of 1638, right? Like, there's no void. Like, people just need to get talking. We need to give them more targets. See, if there's only one, two, or three of us out here, it's easy for them to go after us and squash us. But now you get two or three hundred of us? Pfft. That's what we need. Destry was just saying right here, I'm going to start my own video cast soon as I heal up good. That would be exciting. And hopefully I'd like to actually like to get him on the podcast too. You know, I mean, I had him on like I think maybe a handful, a couple of times. The big time difference is such a stupid thing in our schedules, but that's true. We're going to just have to get you on here. I'm just going to have to like buckle down and get you in on, on like a Saturday or something. Cause I know the weekends are a little easier, but that's going to, that's what I'm talking about. Destry will do his own video cast. Angie will do something. We need more people out here speaking about the assemblies, getting the information out there, doing shows, doing series, having roundtables, dialogues, Assembly members talking with assembly members. We need to be the echo chamber of truth, not deception and lies like the media mock, you know, the Mockingbird media ran and operated by the CIA pushes out there. We need to be the echo chamber of solid truth. 
That's what we need to do. Forget about trying to fill voids. You just put out truth. Angie was just asking, I have a lot of questions and I'm quite certain that I'm not the only one with those kinds of questions. Maybe we could inspire others to let their voice be heard. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's, that's, I'm with you, Angie. That's exactly what we need to do. We need to inspire others to let their voice be heard. That's why I want to get more people as a guest who are solid members that can be vouched for. I'm not just going to let any old Tom, Dick and Harry on here because again, we have people, oh, Angie was saying on your show, I mean, Jason, no, absolutely. I'm all about that. There's going to be some vetting, of course, because there, there's some infiltrators and obfuscators that are in our assemblies. Let's make no mistake. We still got to face that ugly reality. And yes, we got a couple on here. I know who they are, but I'm serious. Okay. All kidding aside, we have to, we, there's going to be a good solid level of vetting before because I, I won't just let anybody on here we need to have good solid people that's why i have oscar on here i trust oscar that's why we have lisa on here i trust lisa she's getting her skin in the game she's doing solid work there in georgia with her team i say her team but you know with the people that surrounds her because again there's no one man or woman that's in charge of anything we are all on equal footing when we're in the assembly Michelle was saying, going to my first assembly meeting on May 11th in my area in Missouri. Congratulations, Michelle. That's awesome. Congratulations. And, and I pray that your, your experience, your first experience at an assembly meeting will be a good one. Now, before we close this out in prayer, I do want to play a song. I heard this today. I was driving in my truck and I was like, Ooh, I got to play this. It's called the ride by David Allen Coe. Yeehaw. Well, I was thumbing from Montgomery had my guitar on my back when a stranger stopped beside me in an antique Cadillac now he was dressed like 1950 half drunk and hollow eyed he said it's a long walk to Nashville would you like to ride when I sat down in the front seat he turned on the radio and them sad old songs coming out of them speakers was solid country gold. Then I noticed the stranger was ghost white pale when he asked me for a light. And I knew there was something strange about this ride. He said, Drifter, can you make folks cry when you play and sing? Have you paid your dues? Can you moan the blues? Can you bend them guitar strings? He said, Cause if you're big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long, hard ride. Then he cried just south of Nashville, and he turned that car around. He said, this is where you get off, boy. 
Cause I'm going back to Alabama As I stepped out of that Cadillac I said, Mr. Many Thanks He said, you don't have to call me Mr. Mr. The whole world called me Hank He said, Drifter, can you make folks cry when you're playing sing? Have you paid your dues? Can you mourn the blues? Can you bend down guitar strings? He said, Lord, can you make folks feel what you feel inside? If you're big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long, hard ride. He said, Drifter, can you make folks cry when you play and sing? Have you paid your dues? Can you mourn the blues? Can you up and them guitar strings? He said, Boy, can you make folks feel what you feel inside? But if you're big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long, hard ride. If you're big star bound, let me warn you, it's a long, hard ride. that song i absolutely love that song it's such a good song but yeah you know we had to play a little outlaw country here at the very end before we uh close this out in prayer um let's see here real quick i did want to address this so cheer for brandon on here in the chat he was saying i'm new to all of this too and i would like to have some more information um yes just like what nancy was saying right here if you go to national-assembly.net there's a ton of info in the forums page let's be a little more um, I want to try to add a little more detail to that you can go to the forums page. Now there's a lot of information and you could get very easily lost on there, but I think it's the second link down. It says new start here. Click there. There's also every Thursday we have a national assembly call. Now the national assembly is a school. It's not, an actual assembly like you have in a state assembly or a county assembly. The National Assembly is a school. Um, the free conference call information is also on the national-assembly.net website. Okay. Um, and yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, he says, Nancy, I've been there a number of times. The info is good, but there's a lot of it. And a lot of it is over my head. Let me also do this for you. Um, cheer for Brandon. Let me um, paste this in here. So here's a link to my also. This is a website. It's uh, my website, hisheartline.com slash assembly.html. That right there also has um, some information you know, that has podcasts that are particularly, you know, particular to the assembly. Um, one area I might even show, uh, let me see here. Let me go to the website real quick, national-assembly.net. Let me just find the link real quick. If you go to resources, there's a link at the top. There's a home conference call forms and blogs, and then resources. Um, if you click on resources and then you go down to, let's see here. I'm just trying to think. One good thing to probably read would be the 10 steps to an assembly. Okay. Again, it's under the resources tab. There's also what's called, it's a handbook. Now the handbook also could be possibly a little bit over your head, but it's still worth going through it because 
it shows you, you know, it gives you a, pre a preface of what's going on here, right? So the preface, it kind of explains like, what is sovereignty, right? What's a de facto government? It kind of starts off explaining that a little bit. Then it kind of goes into, um, in the table of context, then we have, uh, you know, the, your authority documents. And then it talks about the nation states project. And then you can read the notice for the Hague and the open letter and public notice that we've put out as we the people. And then it talks a little bit about the civil peace flag. Um, our mission statement. Um, again, this just, you know, there's so much information and, and to anybody that's new, that's listening, let me just, let me say this. All right. Don't try to have it all figured out. Destry has been doing this for over a decade and he's still learning some th new things. Um, and don't make don't make any mistake. I may be doing this podcast. I'm still learning a lot. There's so much to learn. Here's the basics. In order to assemble your state, you need minimum 30, 35 people. Again, that's per other original authority documents. I forgot what that one's, what that, where that number comes from. I think it's either, what is it? The Magna Carta or the fundamental orders of 1638. I can't remember. See, I mean, that's my point. Exactly. But everything that we do is based on our authority documents. You're not going to figure it all out in one day, one month, not even one year. Heck, it might even take you a couple years before you really feel confident in the information and knowledge that you're learning. Um, that's what it is. Thank you, Angie. The 25, see, this is iron sharpening iron. The 25 sureties of peace, which is in the Magna Carta 1215 AD. Like Oscar also says, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You're not going to get it all figured out. And yes, it will be over your head. Heck, for the first six to seven months, it will probably still be over your head. Let me give you a full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, especially this might be good for people to hear if you're new to the assembly. I kept my mouth shut in my county and state meetings for like six, seven months, even eight months because I felt stupid. I felt inadequate. I felt uninformed. I felt uneducated. I felt like uh, I, I had nothing to contribute. I'm being absolutely honest with you. I felt like I had absolutely nothing to contribute. Do not let that feeling overtake you and make you want to quit. Keep at it. Keep listening to these podcasts, Patriots with Grit, His Hard Line, Kirk's Law Corner, Angie's podcast when she gets her, her and her partner out there in California, when they get their podcast going, Destry when he gets his video cast going. Listen, keep reading, keep learning, and you're... All of a sudden, you're just you're going to absorb so much that you're going to speak so intelligently on these subjects. You're going to be wondering where in the heck did that come from? I, I didn't even know I could spew that information out off the top of my head. That's what's going to eventually happen. But again, you're always going to be learning. That is the part of the self-governing that a lot of people have a hard time with is the continuation of self-education. I hope this makes sense and I hope it's helpful. 
That's why his hard line is there for you. And I like what Angie, I like Angie's um, idea to have more people on here and give them a voice. Angie was just saying, that's exactly what just happened for me. Eventually, it's just going to come right out. I don't want to overlook what Oscar typed also. Uh, this is another good resource, AmericanCivicsEducation.org. AmericanCivicsEducation.org. Okay. Don't be intimidated. Don't be discouraged. Little bits at a time. Okay. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this community. Thank you for growing it. Thank you for this platform. Thank you so much for all that you do. We pray that you continuously guide our newer members. Don't let them be discouraged for the overload of information that's out there. Um, like all of us, we have learning curves, and everybody is different at how they pick up things at what pace. We just pray that all these fine men and women that are hearing your call to be a participant in this wonderful thing we call the Republic of these United States of America. We pray that you continuously give them courage. You keep giving them perseverance. We pray that you give them, um, you just protect their armor against the evil that wants us to fail. That's very important. We protect, we, we pray for their, their, their protection and their armor to be solid and solidified. And Father, we just ask that you just continuously shine the light on our path of where you need us to go, and we will follow it, and we will glorify you when we get to wherever you need us to go to. To add on to this prayer from Rietta, and again, if anybody has something else to add into the prayer, please put it in the chat. Rietta says, Father, please help people to have faith over fear. You gave us this nation and how to self-govern. Please help the assembly grow to 38 plus states as soon as possible. Lord, raise up the Christ loving believers to fight the good fight. Lord, we need your wisdom and discernment to move forward. And Lord, comfort all those who need your grace and mercy. And please, Lord, save the unsaved. They tru there truly is no more important decision than making your you our Lord and Savior. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And of course, we do pray for special intentions. Thank you for that, Nancy. We do pray for the special intentions of those out there. Unspoken prayer that's deeply embedded in our hearts. And as Oscar says, put us in the paths of those that have the ears to hear. That's a good one. Thank you for that, Oscar. We pray all of this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you all have an outstanding night or day, wherever you're at. And remember, remain firm, steadfast, and uncompromising. I have not read this Bible verse in a long time, but I feel like I have to because this is one of my favorite Bible verses. Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So I, they're saying disco in the chat. 
I'll have to find another disco song. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a great day or night, and we will be back here tomorrow. God bless. Time to wake Time to up. Wake up. <laughs> no longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost.